Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We are almost there. The NBA season is just about here. And my goodness, bring on the drama. The Ben Simmons situation has hit a whole new level. We've got a veteran player who's retiring. We've got some players who are returning from injury. All kinds of stuff to dive into. But we got to start with this Ben Simmons talk and everything that's going on now. Because, wow, I, we knew this might get worse. This is worse than I thought it was going to get. Keith, how are you doing? And are you prepared to dive into more Ben Simmons drama? I'm doing well. And yeah, I'm prepared to dive into it every day until it's resolved. Because <laughs> it seems like that's going to be what, what, what we're going to do. We, we If we had more production on the show, we'd have like a Ben Simmons alert and like, like flashing <laughs> graphics and stuff like that. And yeah, exactly. All sorts of things like that. But yeah, so the latest news that came out today, Mark Stein, uh, yesterday, I believe it was, uh, said Simmons was still holding fast and he wasn't going to report. And then Woj, uh, reported similarly but added on ben simmons has let the 76ers know he's never going to wear their jersey again and then kyle newbeck uh who's a philadelphia-based reporter added to the fire by saying uh someone within the organization said the way for ben to fix this is to fire rich paul and clutch sports and say yeah that was just a stupid stupid idea my agent came up with uh that's not going to happen. And I, this is just a mess. It's just an absolute disaster. And I continue to believe we're, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 21st. We're a week away from training camp opening. We're less than a week from media day. They're really on the clock here. They've got about five days to get this thing done, or it is going to be an absolute circus that they do not want every day that he remains on that roster, but out of camp, because that's going to be the number one question, lead story, everything asked, no matter how many times they say we're not talking about it. Well, here's here's the thing, right? And we've talked about Ben Simmons a bunch on this show, because since the, the, the beginning of the YouTube channel here, which, by the way, everybody should definitely subscribe to, cheap plug there but uh since the beginning <laughs> of our youtube channel really the ben simmons story has been kind of at the forefront of everything but yeah. and some people have even said oh my gosh you guys have talked ben simmons too much there these are some major changes in what's happening here because number one him saying he's not going to put on a 76 jersey there have been some hope in philadelphia that okay maybe yeah. he doesn't show up to training camp you know he stomps his feet a little bit he's not happy about the situation makes that known but opening night he puts on the jersey and he goes out there and plays and he plays well and that rehabs some of his trade value and then you can find a deal from there if he plays i don't know the first month of the season whatever it is he plays for the 76ers plays well and well enough to where the offers increase and the 76ers find a deal that's clearly not happening yeah. now that that is out the window and will not take place if he is just saying nope i refuse to put on a 76 76ers jersey and then the report from inside the 76ers about firing Rich Paul. And we've heard the rumors that Tyrese Maxey yeah. could need to be added into a Ben Simmons deal in order to rid the franchise of Clutch Sports clients. And Rich Paul potentially wanting Tyrese Maxey out of Philadelphia as well because they're done with them. This is setting up to be, and maybe it's already at this point, the city of Philadelphia versus Clutch Sports. Like, this is bigger now than just Ben Simmons. This is an NBA franchise taking on an agent, arguably maybe the most powerful agent in sports right now, or at least in basketball. I mean, this is this is going to a whole new level, Keith. Yeah, it, it's 
clearly this is the most powerful agency in professional basketball, probably approaching it in professional sports. Uh, they, I know, uh, gosh, I can't, his name escapes me now, but there's the, the baseball, Scott Boris, the baseball mm-hmm. guy. It seems like every major free agent he has, uh, in his clientele. Uh, but yeah, it is, um, it, it's, this is, it's ugly and it's going to continue to be ugly. It's going to be a mess. Uh, I know people are tired of it, but as long as there is actual something new, we are going to talk about it. And the new update was today, which had not been said before that he will not play for them again. The idea of adding Maxi in, we'll see. I'm not fully sold that that's really a thing. Um, and if that happens, Philly has to get a point guard back. He's their only player left after Simmons that can create offense off the dribble yeah. uh, with regularity and can can really set the offense. They don't have another guy because, remember, this team didn't carry a traditional point guard because Ben Simmons was was their de facto offense, and it wasn't – he was their offense initiator and de facto point guard. And the point guard-sized player on the roster is Seth Curry, who is not a point guard. He's a shooter, and he's one of the best ones in the league. But, yeah, it, it is uh, – it is – it's a mess, and quite frankly, I don't know, you know where we're going to go to with this, how it's going to resolve, and you know, Philly might be kind of hurting here a little bit until, until this thing gets finished up, and people continue to throw John Wall out there and all yeah. this other stuff, but you know, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure that's where this goes necessarily. I continue to think um, that it's going to be somewhere else. I know Minnesota and Cleveland, they were waiting for this part, for this this kind of domino to mm-hmm. get knocked over of I'm not coming and I'm really not coming. And then to go to, I'm not ever playing for you again. And they were waiting on that, waiting on that, waiting on that because now they can swoop in with those offers that didn't seem good enough before they might start to seem a little bit better here over the next week or so. Well, and that's exactly why Philadelphia fans are so frustrated in the city of Philadelphia. I mean, you've seen some of the outrage that's been out there on social media are so frustrated because as a fan of the franchise, you don't want this situation. You want, if you're going to trade mm-hmm. your young star and okay, we can quibble over the word star, but your young player that's very, very talented, you want a top return. And what's happening is that return sure. is just getting diminished and diminished and diminished. So from the fan perspective that thinks team first, that's frustrating from Ben Simmons perspective he's frustrated with the way that he's been treated by the franchise and of course there's fans who say Ben Simmons is at fault for not working on his game more for not being willing to shoot for (laughs) passing up that dunk all of these sorts of things it's all become this big jumbled mess but let's just hone in real quick on the 76ers perspective here so right now they're in a situation where they can either accept an offer that's out there And maybe that offer is something that they wouldn't have considered good enough a few weeks ago. As we get closer, their feet get held to the fire a little bit more. Maybe they finally say, okay, and they accept an offer from Minnesota or or whoever. But let's say, and this is, we usually don't see teams do this. Let's say they say, "Uh uh-uh, Ben Simmons, you are not going to win on a matter of principle. We're sitting you out. Where does this go from there what where does that path lead because that is the path that we tend to not go down in these situations well and that was the kind of other newish update uh from Woj today was that simmons is prepared to give up the money he's not worried about that part of it and that You kind of knew that if he was willing to sit out, but to see it plainly stated like that, that is is very clear. And this is a situation for sure 
that this is coming from the player and from the uh, yeah. for, from from the agency and that it is not coming from uh, the team in this case because the team wouldn't have that knowledge. So it's not headed anywhere good. One, it, it's going to cost Simmons a ton of money. Uh, Philly in no way gets any kind of cap or tax relief out of this. It's, it's a team uh, levied fine. It is not a league levied fine and suspension. So there's nothing that goes uh, to help them there. They, they get no kind of exception to sign. This isn't an injured player or anything like that. So what happens here is it, it costs, Simmons a ton of money and Philly's left basically with a hole on the roster, which if you go to the basketball side of things, which is ultimately what really matters here, they're much weaker on the court because mm -hmm. if you trade them, at least hopefully you got something good in return that can replace some of the production you lost. If you just sit them out and say, that's fine, don't come and we're going to continue to to bury you here then you're you're really in a tough spot because you just don't have your um you you don't have anything to replace them on the roster and it's just a dead roster spot that's in there it's no it's it's no different than a player who's out with an injury except that sometimes if the player is out with an injury one they might come back or two if you know they're out you can at least get one of the disabled player exceptions and go try to replace right. them something like that this situation just leaves you sitting without it and you just gotta wait so let's zoom out and let's look at this from Adam Silver's perspective. What's going on here from the NBA's perspective? This doesn't look good for the league, right? No. To, to have a young star in this situation, setting up for franchise versus potentially an agency. How does the NBA react to this, if at all? Yeah, um, I don't know that they do much about it. I, I think... They're going to leave it to Philadelphia will process this. The, no pun intended because mm. <laughs> it's Philly in process. Uh, <laughs> but Philadelphia will Trust handle this. However, they they will handle this. I don't think the league is going to get involved here unless um, it becomes clear that Philly is just saying, hey, we're not going to trade this guy. We, we've gotten amazing offers and those kind of things. Then maybe – the NBA kind of comes back and says, um, all right, hey, what are we doing here? But I think that would be more of a behind the scenes, behind closed doors thing of like, hey, come on, let's be smart. Let's get this thing moving. Let's let's all move along here versus the league stepping in in any way, because I just don't think that's the league doesn't generally do that. And I know a bunch of people scream and yell about the Chris Paul trade. Mm -hmm. That was different. The, the league owned the team at that time. It was just. It was a different situation. Than, and and than the league hates is. the Lakers. But, that's that's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> the league hates the Lakers. Yep. Um, but yeah, my guess is this just turns into, hey, we just got to, we're, we're just going to sit and wait it out and mm -hmm. see where it goes. Yeah. It's going to be, again, something to keep an eye on. The clock is ticking. We'll see. Do the 76ers get a deal done? Do they get something that is acceptable for them to make yeah. a move here? Does Ben Simmons find his way out? Uh, do we go into the season with Ben Simmons not in uniform for the 76ers and stuck sitting at home? We'll see. Well, we definitely go into the season with him not in uniform for the Philadelphia Not 76ers. for the 76ers. We, I mean, not on the court that. at all. Is he, but, yeah, not yeah. on the court at all. Uh, let's see. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see where this goes and what kind of precedent this sets 
moving forward sure. for future situations like this. And I think that's where the NBA has to really be concerned here is, are we going to go down this path in the future? You know, there's already this perception, right? Like, I see it. When an, a, a player signs with Clutch Sports, whatever team they're with, that team's fan base tends to react negatively, right? Um, because mm -hmm. they're just seen as the organization that or the, the agency that you sign with in order to get out of someplace. That's right or wrong. That's just kind of been the perception among fans around the NBA. And you can argue for Clutch sure. Sports, you can argue against, right? But it's going to be interesting to see if this is something that pops up more and more often where we see this kind of showdown. Because again, Ben Simmons is under contract for, for four years. This isn't like the Anthony Davis situation where they tried to tell the Pelicans, look, he's going to leave when he's a free agent. Let's just keep this quiet. Mm -hmm. It didn't get kept quiet. And then it all blew up, right? This isn't like yeah. that sort of situation where the player's going to be a free agent soon. Ben Simmons has four years under contract. So this is going to be a really interesting power struggle to, to watch, not just for right now, but for the precedent that it's going to set moving forward. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's funny because, you know, I'll state it slightly different as everybody sees, especially if it's a star player. It's just they signed with Clutch to get to the Lakers. And the reality is Clutch has far more players that don't play for the Lakers in the league than, than do. And now people will come back a little because they only have 15 roster spots. And guess what? There are players on the Lakers who aren't represented by Clutch. Believe yeah. it or not, I know it's Crazy, crazy as that may sound uh but there's you know several of them so yeah it, it's 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 i don't the league is not gonna overreact to one player doing this if this turns into somebody else does it then it's gonna be a problem mm -hmm. and that's gonna be where it's gonna be all right well what are we doing here now because this is not what we're intended and it, then it becomes something that it'll get addressed in the cba talks and all those kind of things of all right how do we stop all this nonsense from continuing forward the way it is absolutely absolutely all right well let's move on to a sunnier story here uh jj reddick great career has decided to hang them up and retire. Originally, we had heard that, you know, he had said that he was going to look at maybe coming back midway through the season, signing on with the team. Instead, yep. he decided, you know what, I I'm just, I'm not going to do it anymore. I am going to retire. And you know what? I always applaud a player that's able to go out on their own terms, isn't trying for that last gasp. If he's made the decision that he's going to prioritize being with family and and he he's going to go ahead and leave the game great career for JJ Redick and uh, happy for him. And hopefully that's a decision that he's, uh, he's at peace with. Yeah. It sounds like there was a little bit going into that. He did mention he's going to have to have an Achilles surgery uh, in the, the announcement. He said that that is something he's going to have to get cleaned up to be uh, just to be able to be healthy non-basketball uh, wise. So that might've been something that may have factored in, but for the most part, he said, I just, between the pandemic and being home and all these other things, he said, I just, you know, I want to be home and I want to be, be there for my wife and I want to be there for my, my boys and 15 year career for JJ Redick, uh, his teams, although he did not play last year for the Mavericks, his teams were in the postseason 14 of those 15 years, which is, is pretty cool. And other than the first two where he wasn't a big part of those, uh, first two magic teams, he was a big part of all the rest of those teams, uh, getting into the postseason. So, you know, great career for him one of the Absolutely. best shooters the game's ever seen uh finishes at 41.5 percent career uh three-point percentage so just you know unbelievable and one of the uh all-time tough shot makers his ability to come flying off a screen get square and Incredible. get a good look 
unreal just it it is unbelievable just how quick it was and it you know so yeah he should feel good about his career and where things stood and and all that stuff so uh yeah so i am uh, i apologize i know i'm a little distracted i keep looking at my screen here because uh, i'm trying to see what Leeds is doing versus fulham in the carabao (laughs) cup they're in penalties in the first round of penalties finished tied so they're now into extra penalties so it's uh, a little little stressful for this here Leeds fan and so I am, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, I will do my best to make sure I stay uh, focused That's, in here. <laughs> that is totally fair. Drama and more drama from Ben Simmons to PKs. We're yeah. here for all of it. Um, yeah. Look, you've got Ben Simmons who's on his way out. A couple other players are not going to be leaving anytime soon. Sean Marks from the Brooklyn Nets uh, says they're confident yeah. that they're going to be signing uh, Kyrie Irving. and James Hey, Harden. leads one. Hey, I'm there sorry. you go. Congratulations. They win. All right. They advance. They move on. Nice. Yeah. There it is. All right. All right. Back to Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets. Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets. It <laughs> uh, looks like Kyrie and James Harden, they're confident they are going to get those deals done, those extensions done, and keep those guys around for the long term. Not a surprise uh, at all, but uh, but still good to hear from the Brooklyn perspective that they are going to be able to keep their big three together for the foreseeable future. Yeah, if you remember back, Kevin Durant already signed his extension. They want to get that done with both Irving and Harden. Uh, Sounds like, yeah, as you said, Sean Marks feels confident that they'll get that done. A couple other interesting points made from that team. Um, As Marks and Nash did some media availability today, Steve Nash being the head coach, um, they said – they embraced that they're the favorites and said they get it and that they feel like they should be the favorites. So that's, that's, it's, it's almost refreshing when a team doesn't kind of, Oh, well, it's tough. There's a lot of good teams and you know, all those things. And they're not saying anybody else isn't good or anything like that. They're just, they're saying what I think we all know. Cause if they said anything else, we'd all be like, yeah, right. Whatever, you know, and, and it, there is something refreshing about owning up to that. The two other interesting points that are more interesting than maybe anything else. The first was they mentioned that it was um, that they were, they're still looking at a big role for Nick Claxton uh, playing for this team. And that was interesting considering they added LaMarcus Aldridge and Paul Millsap this off season, who are both more fives than fours uh, now and that they added um, or, or, re-signed Blake Griffin, who they brought in uh, previously, but Claxton sounds like he's still going to play uh, pretty regularly, so I think that part is is really good uh, to hear, but this is now, we've talked about this as something to keep an eye on. Uh, they did say that if practice started today, there would have been a few players, that didn't say an exact number or any names, who would not be able to participate because of the local uh, mandates, rules, regulations, whatever they may be, uh, in New York that would not be able to participate due to vaccination status. Uh, so that is just something we got to keep an eye on here because that's something where we're, we'll, we'll learn a lot more because – the first time there is an actual training camp and they give an update on who practiced and who didn't, that's when we'll find out who maybe isn't going to be there or they've got to figure something out. So so we'll see what that looks like, but just something to keep an eye on. And something we'll also have to keep an eye on with the Golden State Warriors. And yep. they actually had an injury update. 
a couple of injury yeah. updates on James Wiseman and Clay Thompson, both of them progressing. Clay does expect to return at some point during this season. We don't know exactly when we've heard, maybe December, something like that out there. You know, the Warriors yep. are not going to rush him back. Uh, James Wiseman still progressing from that MCL. Uh, again, nothing definitive on, on when either one's coming back, but just good to hear that both are making progress towards a return. Yeah, so Clay Thompson... It just because of the messed up calendar yeah. last year, he tore his right Achilles on November 25th. Uh, just so just as we're kind of resetting ourselves, that's generally about a year long injury, maybe a little bit on the a year and a month or so, which is why I think everybody's kind of been saying, yeah, right around Christmas. Uh, they did say he will participate in various control drills during training camp. His return to full practices will be determined, be determined at a later date. So, yeah, just he, he'll be there. He'll be going through stuff, but he's not quite ready yet. And then James Wiseman, um, he uh, had a surgery on April 15th. Uh, so kind of with about a month to go in the season again with the uh, weird calendar. Um, and he will return for the 21-22 season. Exact time frame uh, will be based on his continued progress and rehab. Uh, he is expected to begin full jumping six months from the surgery date, which would be October 15th. So that's right. That's a few days ahead of opening night. Mm -hmm. So probably looking at for Wiseman, it's probably going to be then I would guess two, three weeks, maybe beyond that. So I would say early to mid November is what we're looking at uh, for, for Wiseman to be back. But a couple, you know, uh, big rotation players for the Warriors and we'll, we'll see where they go uh, without those guys, but clearly not going to have either one of them to open the season. Right. And obviously they kick, kick things off against the Lakers on opening night. Uh, the James Wiseman thing actually is, is interesting because the Warriors are one of the teams right now that we're looking at as, okay, if we were to make tiers, they're not in the top tier in the West, but they've got the mm -hmm. ability to jump into that top tier because they've got the trade assets to potentially do so. And maybe they're a name that even gets into the mix here with uh, with Ben Simmons. We'll see what happens. Uh, but James Wiseman getting back out on the floor and proving that he's healthy and can be effective, that's not going to hurt their their tra his trade value at all. So nope. I know that's something they're going to be looking forward to. So if he's able to come back and be effective, it might not mean that he stays with the Warriors if the opportunity presents itself for them to flip some of these young guys and maybe Wiseman is included they may be able to go land a win now piece that pushes them up towards the the upper echelon of the western conference yeah and if you're a fantasy basketball player with less than a month to go before your uh drafts mm -hmm. might get heated up here uh keep an eye on jordan pool probably will play uh even more uh until clay thompson comes back and up front Let's see what they do. This is why you went out and got Nemanja Bialica and Otto Porter. Mm -hmm. and my guess is Kavon Looney probably starts, yeah. but that's probably one of those start, play five minutes, and then see you later kind of thing. And then they mix and match with Bialica and Green and everybody else um, you know, with that. So, And then, then Wiseman will be back in the mix uh, eventually there, and whether that helps them immediately on the court or, uh, as you said, just trade value and, and boosting that up, that, that could be a thing as well. Indeed. All right. I'm taking one last look around here, seeing if anything else crazy happened while we were discussing here. I'm not not seeing too much. So fingers no, crossed. Uh, Quinn Cook. 
We mentioned cool. he was in a workout out with the Warriors. the Warriors. He he was gonna be in a full uh, longer workout group. He's not gonna be because he's signing with the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, okay. uh, so he he is gonna join the Trailblazers on a uh, camp deal. Um, Pierre non guaranteed contract. Portland added a ton of veteran guys. Uh, this offseason to to these uh, very low uh, risk, uh, no guaranteed, uh, non guaranteed mm-hmm. contracts uh, here. So so we'll we'll see you know, what comes of that. But um, and then we wanted to get into the salary cap stuff yes. that uh, my my good buddy Morton Jensen of Forbes uh, got into. And one of the things that he mentioned is. Um, we all know we've talked about it on this show. There's a new TV contract coming. It's expense. It's expected to be a you know heavily heavy multi billion dollar television deal uh, that the NBA will land. Uh, it, people can scream and yell about ratings and all these other things, right. but it, it's live sports are still the big thing people and networks are paying for. So, um, but he Mort's reporting was. That's that teams are prepping scenarios where it could be as much as a salary cap of 171 million in a few years. Now, I think that remains extremely unlikely. I think what will happen um, is, and I have um, uh, expected this all along, is that the um, the NBA and the Players Association would agree to some form of smoothing this time around because the big lesson they learned last time is. If you don't smooth, the spike helps exactly one group of free agents. They're the ones who are going to get paid. Nobody else will. And teams are going to spend partially because they have to spend 90% of the cap. So they're going to spend a whole bunch of money. And then that's when you end up with these contracts for guys who are they're not quite so good. I promise I'm not rubbing salt in the wound, but that's how you end up with Moscow and Dang yep. type deals. Um, you've won a championship since then, so I don't <laughs> care if you still get angry about it. Um, <laughs> no, hey, I, we're, we're all looking uh, forward yeah. to next year when Dang is no longer on the Lakers book, so we don't have to see that that's still sitting there. Then we can at least then we can move yeah, past it. <laughs> all, all all who wear purple and yellow are looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, four blue and gold. There you go. Um, purple and yellow in normal terms. Um, but it is, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think it's um, it's you're gonna see some smoothing come because nobody wants to see that happen again. Everybody wants to see it be all right. Let's let's spread the wealth here. Let's take care of this. And what they'll do is they'll put mechanisms in there to make sure. Hey, we're gonna make sure everybody gets this money still because it's not gonna be one of those things where. All right, well, what happened to it? It's going to be be in there, but that'll be a big part of the next uh, CBA negotiations, which is uh, summer of 2022, so or not summer, uh, December of 2022. Both sides can give notice to the other that they intend to opt out of the current CBA, which would then take effect with the, the uh, 23-24 season. So you'll see that happen, but it's not expected to be you know, a major, uh, you know, acrimonious negotiations that shut the league down or anything like that you may hear you know the league locked out or something like that just because that tends to be mm-hmm. how these things go but it's it should not be a big a, a thing where we're sitting there twiddling our thumbs waiting for basketball a year later it's, it should go hopefully knock on wood relatively smoothly so the the whole the cap smoothing idea would be rather than have a i don't know we don't know exactly what the cap would be in say 2024 and let's say it jumps up to 2025 so let's say it's a 50 million dollar jump Right in terms of cap room, yeah. what you would do is rather than have that fifteen million fifty million dollar jump, it would be 
I don't know, a $15 million jump. And then the next year would jump another 15. And then, you know, and so you would kind of, you would break it up over the years. But again, that money is still coming in. And so how you divide that up would be something that the league would have to figure out. Because it can't be a situation where the owners say, okay, well, the cap cap really, you know, we smoothed it. So it only jumps up by 15 million, say, just to throw a number out there this year. And then the owners just to get to keep all the extra they would have to figure out something with that because the players would still be entitled to that you'd have to figure out some way to make that work um yeah but in terms of just the salary cap and the free agent market i don't think you want to see what happened before when the players rejected cap smoothing where like you said you had guys get these crazy contracts and a lot of people at the time, I remember when the Dang and Mozgov contracts, and, I, and there were others as well, when those all came out, there were a lot of people that just said, oh, well, this is just the new normal now. And what happened was teams overestimated what the new normal was. And so they offered contracts yeah. that either even under the new reality of an increased salary cap, were they were still bad. They, they still wound up looking bad, yeah. and it was not the new normal. Uh, and then on top of that, you also created the environment where a superstar like Kevin Durant was able to go join a stacked team already, the exactly. Golden State Warriors that had won 73 games the season before because suddenly even the Warriors had cap space. And that's not, that's, that's not what the CBA or the salary cap is set up to do. Yeah, it's ideally it's set up to create a, an even playing field mm-hmm. for all 30 teams where they can do that. Now, we we know that's not really how it works because some ownership groups are willing to go hundreds of you know millions of dollars into the luxury tax and others are not uh so that's that's but that's a different story that's ownership willingness to spend that is not uh on the cba itself the cba rules work exactly the same for all 30 teams it's just some teams have inherent advantages it's like yeah, you you covering the Lakers. LA is a place where a lot of players live and a lot of players want to be. I live in Florida. A lot of guys live here. A lot of guys like being in Miami and even in Orlando. And you know, people laugh at the Orlando stuff, but Orlando has a history of landing some pretty good free agents when they've had cap space and they've had a fairly decent team to do it with and those kind of things. Uh, you know, players. If there's ever a team in Las Vegas. Guys are going to flock to that team because so many guys live there in the offseason and work out there. So it's, (laughs) yeah, there you go. I won't leave the Um, Lakers, but I will flock to Vegas to go go and see that team. Maybe when the Lakers play in Vegas, I will be there. I am hopeful there'll be a team in Seattle to yes. uh, go check out again. And that there, there needs to be, but Come on, Clippers, that's a whole just separate go. podcast. Just make it happen. Do. Uh, that's not going <laughs> to no, happen. It's not. not now. Not, not no, that they've got the new, new shiny arena. arena being built. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, th- this is all set up to keep everybody on even playing ground and make sure it's all, all good. So yeah, it, it the caps moving got rejected last time because it kind of came quickly i don't think the way it was being explained was very good i think everybody rightly so had doubts of wait are we ever going to get this money and those kind of things so i i get it i i understand why why people backed off but we'll we'll see you know how this comes together here over the next uh several years it's going to be the next three four years at least uh that this will all be speculated on and been bandied about and then 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 we'll get numbers and then we'll go from there one thing i will say is mm-hmm. Keep an eye on extensions and new contracts for players. If they seem a little richer and you're like, man, that team in four years is going to be deep, deep into the tax. 
maybe not because be. they may be looking at it and saying uh, it's not going to be quite as bad as it might have been previous so so that's just just another thing to kind of keep an eye on yeah yep certainly something to consider as new contracts start to come out particularly when we start looking at like next off season and, and things like that so definitely something yep. to uh to keep an eye on as we progress forward but uh yeah it sounds like a big new deal is coming and that nba salary cap is going to be going up whether there's cap smoothing or not sure is Yep, absolutely. And then the last thing I think we wanted to cover was mm-hmm. a slight uh, injury update from Jalen Brown. I oh. uh, gave an injury update in a piece. Uh, he gave an exclusive interview to Mark Spears of The Undefeated. Uh, and it was a really good interview, touched on a lot of different topics, both basketball, social justice wise, uh, some of the things Brown is doing in the Boston area as well uh, to help out um, uh, underprivileged youths, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but he's not just giving money he's uh giving them work to do too which i think is pretty cool too um that he really is trying to make sure everybody is uh uh, being taken care of but they got to work for it as well um but but basketball wise what we you know primarily tend to focus on here uh he gave an update that he hopes to be ready for the start of training camp uh from off-season wrist surgery he said some days it feels better than others which is to be expected mm-hmm. uh but but we'll we'll see i think the celtics probably gonna take it easy with him i don't know that we'll see him play necessarily right away on opening night or not uh but it sounds like he's at least progressing in the right direction it won't be ready to go sooner rather than later well good to hear always always good to hear a young talent is getting better and getting ready to get back out there on the court which is exactly where we want to see him um keith (laughs) had a lot to cover today for you know media day has not come yet and we've already got you know ben simmons madness everything going on here the the net story the the salary cap all this stuff so a pretty packed show here uh and just an example of the stuff that we're going to be covering all season long here for the nba front office show so if you're not subscribed yet make sure you do subscribe if you listen to the the podcast version of this make sure you subscribe over on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever it is that you do listen to podcast keep those numbers just keep going up on our youtube channel man i can't wait to to hit our next milestone i love it 15k let's 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 keep pushing there and we're we've got some really cool stuff planned for uh for the season this year we're 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 really excited so we're we're uh we're ready to go we're 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 gonna be in it uh we're gonna be hearing from us on a very very regular basis uh well once the uh season gets going here which is Oh, unbelievably less than a month away uh, a month from today we will be uh two days in which is is really crazy i'm ready for it i'm ready i know when the time comes i'm gonna be saying i'm so busy this is crazy but <laughs> i love that i i want to be busy like that i want to be I running around like crazy and just loving basketball yep. so can't wait for that yep. to that's get going uh i think that'll wrap things up for today's show everybody out there make sure you do stay safe and we'll see you next time